When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. Cowboy baseball has won five in a row, including a bedlam win at home last week, a three-game series sweep of Kansas on the road in Lawrence. Josh Holliday is with us now. What have you liked? What's happened the last five games? Obviously, five wins in a row, yeah. West Virginia series, and carrying on from there. Yeah, yeah. well, I think the couple things that stand out, um, the defense has been good. Uh, I really like the way we responded uh, as a pitching staff. Um, a couple guys really uh, elevated their game. You look back over the Kansas weekend, Baden Root, Gabe Davis, uh, really elevated their game, especially coming out of the bullpen. Our, uh, our most frequently used guys have continued to do a great job uh, dating through that stretch of games. Isaac's been wonderful. Drew Blake, Evan O'Toole, we've gotten really good outings out of those guys. And uh, Abram, another uh, solid start. Um, so, so some emergence of some other guys uh, on the staff has been great. Um, you know, when you look at the Kansas series, other than uh, home runs in game two and three, they didn't score. Uh, so we really cleaned up just the uh, extra bases that we were providing through a lot of quality strikes, caught the ball really good. And then the quality at bats over that uh, that week uh, as a team were, were through the roof. You know, you look at whatever it was, uh, double digits against Oklahoma, double digits again on Friday and Saturday and eight or nine runs on Sunday, whatever it was, just up and down the lineup, quality at bats, lots of guys contributing, lots of guys getting on base, some big two out hits, uh, some home runs that allowed us to score in bunches, and uh, just a lineup that uh, really looked to me like it was in, in flow. And uh, we were pretty balanced as a team in, in that entire week. And aggressive on the base paths, especially up in Lawrence. Not just, you know, the stolen base numbers. I think you stole six bases. Yeah. You'd only stolen 11 in all your conference games coming in. But even beyond that, taking extra bases, you know, yeah. being very, uh, very wise for lack of a better yeah. description and, and your base running approach it seemed yeah I think that was uh, a credit to to the kids and coach Seeley the the wind was blowing straight into the the throwing arm of the outfielder there 
So as an outfielder, any ball that you caught where it was a 50-50 ball, you're having to throw into a pretty strong wind, which knocks the ball down and moves it offline. So taking the extra base or challenging the outfielder certainly made a lot of sense, and we did that quite well. Uh, a couple other things we did is we, we ran in an aggressive fashion at times. They didn't expect it, and it caught them on their heels. And uh, Zach Earhart scoring from second on a uh, errant pickoff throw to center field was a great example of that. So, uh, yes, that was uh, another step in, in offensive balance where we're doing other things to score other than just relying on a, an extra base hit. And, uh, you know, having Zach back in the lineup certainly helps that cause. He's definitely our most active base runner and our most accomplished base stealer. Uh, so that was good. And I think, too, um, you know, just this film study, the time spent watching the opponent to try to look for things you can do when the game begins, uh, we had a pretty good attack plan at times against some of their guys. So obviously it is matchup driven, not only in terms of who you're playing, but the weather you're dealing with. But what's the benefit of that as I think of it from a football standpoint? You prepare for an opponent, and all of a sudden you see something new, and it's like, oh, shoot, now we have to worry about that. Is there value to that in baseball in that, you know, you're a team that, that hasn't stolen a lot of bases. Now all of a sudden you look up and you have a great base running weekend, a super base running weekend. Does it create that kind of effect for an opponent where they have to look at it and say, oh, boy, here's something else we have sure. to deal with? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, uh, you know, you, you have a general idea of who a team is, but then you usually try to, in your scouting report, what have they done in the last 10 days, you know, or who's hot, who's not, or, you know, what trends are going on because you want to be aware of that going in. And if you looked at that and said, well, they just came off a weekend where, uh, you know, the following guys had good weekends offensively, but oh, they also stole a, a chunk of bases, then someone might have to go back to the film and say, okay, they're running a little bit more. Why? You know, and then that's something you have to prepare for. So um, I think you want to be as um, – Difficult to defend both in the box when the guy's digging in to hit with runners in scoring position, but also with the threat of the stolen base, it, it forces middle infielders to be two or three steps closer to the base, opens up hitting lanes. I think it can really bother a, a, a pitcher if he's more single-minded and that he, he needs one or the other. Uh, if he has to worry about both at the same time, some guys don't like that. They'd rather just pitch or they'd pick. Yeah. But if they have to kind of come set and know I might have to pick, but I need to make a good pitch – that separation of the focus can really benefit the hitter as well. So hopefully uh, that element plays in our favor. And uh, certainly there's some teams that use that as a constant form of offense. The walk was a big part of all this. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you had an extraordinary number of walks in the Oklahoma game. Of course, weather was a factor, but you know, even in the Kansas series, you drew a lot of walks, a lot of quality at bats. How much of that is a couple of things. Number one, your lineup, because of the absence of Nolan McClain, has been evolving, which changes how hitters are pitched to, what pitches they're getting, et cetera, et cetera. So the adjustment to that. And then just the natural ebb and flow of the season as guys sort of get a book made on them as a hitter, understanding how pitchers change, how they approach them, and getting a feel for, okay, now this has changed, so I need to approach the plate differently. Is that any yeah, of that makes it, sense? It's all that's all of that combined. I mean, I think one, you do adjust to the spot and the order in which you're hitting based on who's in the lineup. You might find yourself uh, right in the middle of the fire, whereas before you were kind of sitting on the outskirts. Now, when you're in the middle of it, you start to see more breaking pitches. You see combinations of pitches you hadn't seen when you're hitting a little bit further down. So Nolan's absence definitely moved everybody around. I think the next thing that happens is when there's 100-plus at-bats now for the other team to look at and there's some pretty good numbers that have been accumulated, they start to say, okay, uh, you know, Nolan Schubert, for example, is no longer just a freshman off to a great start. 
he's a force in the middle of their lineup. We have to pay close attention to him. Okay, how will we pitch him? So now all of a sudden they start they, – they pay closer attention, but they make better pitches because they want to try to take his impact away. Um, and he's adjusted back nicely to some of the patterns he started to see. Same could be said throughout the lineup. David Mendham, he uh, got off to a great start. People started to, to realize some of his trends. They started to pitch him differently. He's done a nice job of going back and making some adjustments to his hitting plan. Uh, so, yes – all those things are in place. Then you add to it pitchers. You know, there's some fatigue on the mound that sets in this time of year, and there's some, there's some fear of contact at times when they look up and the wind's blowing out or a guy's got big home run totals. They don't want to throw the ball in certain areas because they don't feel good about uh, the possible results. So they pitch you carefully, and then the walk becomes a weapon because now there's runners on base. So all of those things are, are kind of in the balance. Um, the biggest key, you know, from our perspective when we're pitching is to throw quality strikes and trust ourselves. Or when we're on offense, we want to make them do the same. And if we don't get the pitch we want early in the count, don't be afraid to get deeper in, in counts, uh, expand the pitcher's pitch count, and try to get into bullpens as early as we can. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate, not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. Tyler Wolford had a huge week. Big 12 Conference uh, Newcomer of the Week, as a matter of fact. You know, coming out of fall, it was very clear he could hit. Could really hit. But what's maybe happened in the last three to four weeks, obviously becoming the everyday third baseman with the injury to Miola, but what's happened perhaps the last three or four weeks that's taken his work at the plate to an even higher level? Well, probably, I mean, just in, in all honesty, comfort. I mean, he, he got off to a little bit of a slower start. Then he got dinged up with his leg. Leg yeah. injuries are hard. Uh, and then I think, too, probably just settling and knowing my name's in the lineup every, every day. I think all those things play – to a, a player's comfort, uh, relaxation. Uh, I tell you what, he's a tough player. He's a tough kid. And uh, he's played through some, some nagging small injuries, and he's still produced at a high level. And he has a very natural uh, batter's box presence. He's a hitter. He's, uh, he's quietly confident, but it's real. And he stands in there, and it, you would know from one at bat to the next whether he had success or he didn't. He manages his emotions exceptionally well, which is usually a trademark of a very good hitter. And uh, he's continued to do that. And probably where it really stands out the most is he's just done a tremendous job of, of hitting the ball to all fields. His, his, his spray chart and his output uh, to the middle and opposite gap is as good as anybody we have. And uh, so that's a really strong statement that he's seeing the ball well, staying on the ball, and that's what good hitters do. So now you go out of conference for back-to-back weekends uh, at Michigan, at home for East Tennessee State. And and some would say, well, that's interesting. Well, you only play twenty four conference games. I mean, yeah. that's it's a unique set of circumstances in yeah. the Big Twelve. So, I mean, does does that matter all that much, or do you just do you just look at it and say, hey, it's just another conference weekend. It's another part of the journey. It's, it's, yeah. How do you manage that? Well, I mean, the, the schedule is handed to you by the conference. Then you do the best you can to make sure that every weekend is plugged with a high quality opponent. That some weekends is incredibly difficult to do. I feel very, I'm thankful that we were able to land a Michigan and East Tennessee State because those two teams uh, were the best teams out there on these two weekends that we could, uh, 
unite with and put together a really good non-conference weekend. So the Michigan trip, um, at the time it was booked with Coach Backich, who's now at Clemson. Now Coach Smith is there, both great coaches. Uh, Michigan's had some very good recent success in baseball. Uh, it'll be a challenging trip in East Tennessee State. Uh, they've had a number of very good ball clubs there. So uh, to me, they're, they're, they're meaningful baseball games played on the weekend that are a huge part of our overall uh, journey through the season. And uh, they may not be reflected in the Big 12 standings, but they are reflected in your overall standings, your overall body of work. So, yes, those games to me are they're nothing more than the next opportunity for us to play, and I'll explain that to the team, make sure it's clear to them. But we do have a unique dynamic in the Big 12, one that will be uh, solved by next year with the expansion. I'm looking forward to that, uh, finding mid, uh, mid-season bi-week games against high-level opponents is certainly not easy because every other conference is hooked up in conference play, and uh, you have to be lucky to find someone who had the same uh, unique draw on that off weekend, which we were able to do with Michigan and East Tennessee State. Kind of a final thought on that. You know, in, in basketball, when the Big 12 SEC Challenge was held and, it, and you had a non-conference game in the middle of the season, I remember the thought process always was, oh, my gosh, we can breathe. We can run our stuff. They don't know every move we make. Baseball, you have a lot of volume of games and yeah. a lot of familiarity. Right. Is there any benefit to going out of conference to where you get that impact of they maybe don't know you as well, or is there so much data out there in baseball that it just doesn't apply like it would in basketball? No, it's, it's easily attainable information. Um, it's, it's organized through two or three different companies now that basically allow you to sit down at, at your desk, and if you set a couple hours aside, you know, two hours later, you'll feel like you have a pretty good feel for who you're playing. Uh, modern video, modern uh, statistical uh, sharing has kind of brought college baseball, you know, really uh, together. Uh, we used to be difficult to learn about. If you were playing a non-regionalized team, you'd have to call somebody up in that region to learn more about them. Now, you just sit down to your computer and you change University of Kansas to University of Michigan and up comes the film and uh, up comes the, the pitches that are thrown and the percentages that are thrown and the last time these guys were out, this is what they did and you can see it all. So, the world has changed when it comes to preparing for opponents. Um, there are very few secrets out there. Uh, granted, maybe you've played somebody in years past and you have a feel for how they, they play or their style. But, yes, I think preparation, familiarity, um, there, there's not a whole lot of secrets anymore. Cowboys at Michigan this weekend, and we'll cover that next week. We'll see you then. <laughs>